Hey everyone, welcome to Pieces of You, a show about life through the lens of four fierce and resilient women who lost their moms too damn soon. Each episode will feature stories to inspire hope, healing, and connection. Because if we work together, we can make the broken better. Hey everyone, this is Christine. It has been a while since I have hosted. I'm not exactly sure why. I can't remember. It's been so long since we kind of switched stuff up. But here I am today. I'm so excited to be with all of you. And today we are going to do our very first recap episode. Whoop, whoop. Season one. Season one. It has been such a blast to think back on the fact that a little over a year ago, you guys, we were just starting conversation about this happening. And here we are now at the end of season one. Is that amazing? I'm so proud of us. Before we get started, I want to remind our listeners that this episode contains a content warning related to the topic of mother loss. Please check the show notes for a more detailed description. Welcome, everyone. How is everyone doing? Woo, woo, woo. (laughs) So excited. (laughs) We're recording at night, too, which is different for us. So I feel like there's a little bit of a different energy. Also, I'm kind of hyped up and I'm not exactly sure why. I like this night recording. I didn't think I would. But I feel, yeah, like amped. Like it's, I don't know. Yeah. All I can think about is all the stuff I have to do before Christmas. (laughs) 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 I'm like, I gotta go wrap more presents tonight and Mm. figure out my ingredients for menus. (laughs) That's where I'm at. All right. All right. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, we'll, we're going to be very succinct this evening. Erin, how about you? How are you? I'm tired. (laughs) Nighttime recording is fine. I just, I don't have my energy or productivity at this time of night. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm not like hyped. (laughs) Um, Not that I'm not excited for this episode. I'm just like on a different energy level than you guys, but that's okay. So, yep. (laughs) Sarah and I will bring us all through somehow. We'll carry the ship moving. (laughs) Okay. So you guys, as I was prepping for this episode, I, for whatever reason, the popular social media meme, how it started, how it's going, popped into my head. And I'm a very visual person, so it kind of made me laugh, right, to picture how this started for us. Uh, But really, it made me also realize that we are now at 20 episodes. 20! What? So incredible. And that really, we had no idea what we were doing when we started. We really pulled it together, I think, in such a beautiful way. And we also had no idea where this podcast would take us as individuals with one another and with the community that we've built during this first season. So anyway, I thought it would be fun to start by sharing some clips from our first episodes. And then we'll end at the very end. We'll end with me asking you each a question to see how it's going. So here we go with how it started. Hey everyone, welcome to Pieces of You, a podcast where we discuss various topics and life experiences through the lens of mother loss. We are your hosts, Christine, Shadia, Sarah, and Erin. Every couple of weeks, we will bring you a new episode about mother loss with topics ranging from gratitude, anger, boundaries, 
relationships, and trauma. Our intention is for this to be a brave space to share and connect. Tune in every other Tuesday to spend time with us and help make the broken better. Oh my gosh. Do you love it? (laughs) I was just going to be transparent in that we did listen to it twice just now. And the first time we listened to it, I was kind of I'm going to I don't want to say embarrassed, but I was like more self-conscious. I was like, what? Because I didn't remember recording it. So I was like, what is this? The second time listening to it, I'm like, wow, this is pretty good. And we touched on almost all the things we said we were going to, which I'm impressed by. (laughs) What we're also trying to say is that we didn't have a real plan. (laughs) (laughs) We just had a lot of ideas and hoped that we would execute them properly. Totally. Sorry, Shad, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, first of all, I didn't even know what we were listening to. I was like, what is this? this <laughs> we did a trailer? Like, I don't remember doing a trailer. I think we nailed it in this season one based on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do you guys remember, though, when we were trying to figure out order of episodes from the beginning and all the Uh-oh. different like recordings we needed. We're like, wait, we need an intro for every episode and outro. Like that yeah. would be the same. But we're like, and then we're like, is that called a trailer? Or is that an intro? How does the trailer work? Is the trailer three minutes? Is it one minute? I mean, like we went round, round and round on that. We, like what's yes. like theme music? What's theme music? And it took a long time for me to get that straight. The trailer, oh. intro, outro. That was... Uh-huh. <laughs> Aaron had it together the whole time. The rest of us were just like... <laughs> well, I also feel like there was probably a lot of overthinking, like, on all of our parts, oh, maybe. For sure. I know, like, for me, that's something that I do. Like, especially because we were like, we have no idea what we're doing. And, like, we're just trying it. Like, I, I do that all the time. So it's like, we were probably, like, overthinking it a lot. Yeah. So... Yeah. It is confusing. I'll admit. I still think it's kind it's of confusing. Well, this is our first podcast and none of us are very like technologically advanced people, you know? So we were we were learning in real time. We learned a lot. The internet yeah. is full of so much information. <laughs> okay. We are gonna do um one more how it started with everyone is going to hear a clip from our first meet the host episodes. So I'm going to play those now and then I'm going to ask you to respond. All right, here we go. I would love to hear more about your mom now. Can you share what her name is? Yeah, her name is Cheryl Lynn Dittmarsen. That's her maiden name too, Dittmarsen. That's my family name. She was an outgoing person. She was very opinionated She definitely could command a room whenever she walked into it. She could definitely be like the life of the party. She had a really big personality and very fiercely caring for the people in her life. She held her people close to her and was very protective of the people that she loved. Now that we've heard about you, we're going to dive into your mom, your mother, the reason that we do this podcast, our moms. What's your mom's name? Her name is Hattie Hend Hagen. Funny story. Her maiden name was Hassen, H-A-S-E-N. When she got married, she literally had to change one initial, G, to Hagen. <laughs> Funny. Fun like fact. That. She was known as the H Queen. The H Queen. All that yeah. alliteration. H-H-H. Mm-hmm. I love that. Exactly. That's yep. a really, that's a fun name. That's a unique name. Yeah. And my daughter's middle name 
my first daughter's middle name is Hattie. So I love that. That's kind of nice. I love that little remembrance in your life now. Yeah, for sure. What is your mom's name? And then you want to tell us about her? So my mom's name is Becky. We'll get more into the loss later, but to give some context, she passed away when I was very young. And so I don't have many memories of her personally. I was only four and a half when she died. But from what I've been told, she was like an angel. I've had people literally say, and and I'm not I'm not religious. I don't come from a super religious family. I think it was when they said angel, they just meant like this extremely kind in a almost non-human way. And as lovely and amazing as that sounds, it almost has made the pain of her loss worse because I'm just like, well, isn't that nice? Everyone else got to experience, you know, this this angel. And um and I, I do I am so grateful that I am her daughter and um she was in my life for the time that she was, but I have been told she was just spectacular to the point where I feel like I could never possibly live up to her just in terms of like kindness and her patience and she was funny, but also like brave and strong and all the things that I strive to be. I really do wish that she was still around. Would you mind just starting by sharing your mom's name? Her name is Loralee Ann Meyer. That's my maiden name. Her maiden name was Klotz, just an Mm. FYI. So Loralee, though, is her name. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. What was she like? Tell us about her. Oh, yeah. She was was amazing and complicated, though. So it's not that simple. I want to call her a joy bringer and someone with a contagious laugh who gave of herself. Oh, look at me getting all teary-eyed. Yeah, it's okay. Um, By the way, the anniversary of her death is tomorrow. So (gasps) this is timely, our conversation. Yeah. But anyway, um, she had a servant spirit. And um, I will say, I think though, to some extent, it was a fault. She gave of herself at times to the detriment of herself. How did that feel to listen to that, those clips? (sighs) Hmm. It was odd because I was like, shoot, I don't remember what I said in that episode. And I was like, don't let it be anything stupid or something. You know, I was just like, I was like self-conscious of like, oh God, what did I say? What, what did I say about my mom? You know? Um, Yeah. It was odd in that sense. Yeah. I remember where I was exactly uh, when I said that, and I can tell in my voice and my tone that I'm not willing at that moment to go deep. I'm just trying to keep it up higher. Mm. You know, I don't know. I could just sense that about myself there. Mm. And that's interesting to think about how that really shifted as we continued to record, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, your willingness to be vulnerable and open up and share. I think yeah. I felt like that too, Shadia, when I was being interviewed for the host episode and also when I was interviewing. It was mm. like trying to keep this light just because I wasn't sure. It was like our first time 
recording for this podcast and we hadn't delved into any of the topics. It was just literally introducing ourselves, our moms, and briefly our grief journey. But I remember distinctly feeling that way of like trying to keep it lighter, not Mm -hmm. too deep, not too vulnerable. So... I remember feeling incredibly nervous, which hasn't changed actually too much (laughs) since then and now. I'm still very nervous and I find it interesting. I've reflected on this a few times actually since we started that I think I'm the only one, correct me if I'm wrong, who hasn't cried on like while recording. Wow. I definitely know I have. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Which is weird because I'm very emotional um, outside of recording. And like to kind of bring it back to this like clip you just played, I distinctly remember being so anxious that I was like, I go into these kind of blackouts where I don't even really know what I'm saying. I don't like my thoughts. Like, Literally, I anything mm-hmm. could be coming out of my mouth for yep. all I know. And so to hear it, like every time I listen back to it, I'm like impressed. I'm like, wow, those were coherent sentences. Like, <laughs> that made sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think I did great. I relate to that blackout thing, Sarah. That's interesting. I don't, have, mm-hmm. we, have we talked about that before? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no. happened to me, definitely. Yeah, I wonder how common that is. It's like, it's got to be some sort of needing to protect self emotionally. So we, you know. It's like dissociating a little bit. Right, exactly. Well, and we've we've talked about that on a couple episodes in terms of like after our moms died. For sure, for sure. Like Mm -hmm. feeling that, you know, that that part of the grief journey, but, but never in current terms as like, a symptom or something that goes along with high anxiety That's in these true. situations mm-hmm. of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's very true. Cause like we're choosing this, like mm-hmm. this is an example of something like I want to do. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but, but it's terrifying. But it's like blackout. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, like, we are actively going against our body's physiological mm-hmm. response to protecting ourselves yeah. Yeah. from <laughs> hurting again from bringing up this grief, like episode after episode. Like if I sit here and think about it now, there are definitely episodes where I get off the Zoom call and I'm like, I hope things came out of my <laughs> mouth that were, that made sense. For yeah. sure. Um, I have experienced that too. It's just like, we're going against a physiological response of our bodies. That's right. To, to create the space to be vulnerable. Yeah, that's right. Well, I appreciate all of you listening to those. Um, I hadn't listened to, I think I had listened to my mine a couple of times just in the early days because I was so insecure about it. And I listened to everyone else's at least once, but it, I mean, it's been since the beginning. So it's really interesting to go back and, and hear us. And actually, I do think we sound really good. <laughs> I actually just, that. I just re-listened to, to mine. Like it was the first time I re-listened to it from the beginning. I forgot we were doing the recap today. Maybe subconsciously I like was thinking about it. I didn't mean to prepare, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. But I, I re-listened to it because a friend from high school reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and was like, I just want you to know, I listened to your like first episode, like your intro. And like, I like it was really hard to listen to. And like, I'm just, it was a really compassionate 
response. And it was really meaningful to get that. It was an example of someone who was in my life at a young age and like didn't mm-hmm. know my story. Yeah. And so it was just shocking right. to me to think it's out there now yeah. for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sadia, Sadia I still saved. hate that. I still hate <laughs> it. <laughs> it's like, again, I always say, like, I talk, I talk, I talk, and put my words out there to a microphone. Then I'm like, oh, God, it actually goes out there. Like, people actually, like, I want people to listen, but I don't. Mm-mm. I mean, in in that vein, I want to talk about our most listened to episode. We do have people listening and <laughs> um, quite a few actually. And number six is our most listened to episode. It dropped on June 8th, the impact of early mother loss and introduction part one of a four-part series. If you guys remember, we actually recorded a different episode for number six. And then I had this feeling like this isn't quite right. You know, can we rework this? Do you guys remember that? This is a whole thing. It was a big thing, but everyone was really on board. And then we created this four-part series, but that's our most listened to episode. And then our our close second is episode eight, which is the impact of early mother loss boundaries, which (laughs) makes a lot of sense, right? That's constantly coming up for us. But I'm curious what you what you guys think about that. Like what why do you think that those are the two most listened to episodes and so on and so forth? I want to know. Well, I think, you know, if I if I put myself in a listener's position when they click on our podcast and they're like, Yeah, I could listen to all these individual stories, but I want to kind of get to the meat and something mm. that is holistic to the topic. Mm-hmm. And the making of is not really like that's that's interesting, but that's not really going to hit home with me. So I feel like it's like the first episode that people are interested in because it's really feeding them with that content that they're looking for. I don't yeah, know. Like that's broad, broad, like yeah. an overview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, broad, but also very specific to our experience of early mother loss. It's not just yeah. mother yeah. loss or parent loss, or it's 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 broad, but specific to our own experiences. And I think, yeah, Shadi, you're right. That's, that's the first episode where we started really like we, we started hitting it hard with that four part series Yeah, that came early on, but I love that we did something like that early on because like we hit it hard and fast with a lot of really vulnerable topics and just explaining our experiences and our stories more. So yeah, I can definitely see why that's a big one for people to click on. I did love that series. I'm so glad we did that. And I think it was a good framework for us going forward in this first season. What were the four parts? Do you remember? An introduction, mental health, boundaries, relationships, family relationships, family relationships. And then we did a separate for romantic or something. Yeah, we did intimate, sep- intimate, and intimate, then and friendships, then friendships. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't part of the four part series. I remember this well, was no. like a thing. This right. like, we're like, why are we including family but not the others? Well, yeah. we were gonna yeah. try to do family, intimate, and friendships all in one. Oh yeah. my it gosh, was, it was way it was, too much content. Yeah, <laughs> and we started recording, and it was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. No. These are two different. These are that very different. And it was would be way too long. It'd be like, 
24 hour. <laughs> I'm glad that we made that decision to separate it. I think that yeah. was very smart of us. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Pivoted, as people like to say. <laughs> yeah. Pivot. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> tell me what your favorite episode was. Is. <laughs> what are the what? options? <laughs> this I'm on our all 20 episodes. I need, a, I need to look at our Instagram okay. or something. So I know uh, this is one of the things that I was like, should I have them prep for this? And I didn't have no, prep. I can but, look quick. Just Okay. I'm going to tell you all of the intro meet the host episodes, the making of the four part series, which is an introduction, mental health boundaries and family relationships. Then there was our dad's intimate relationships, friendships, interview with friends, physical senses, self-care, hyper-independence, anger, unpacking gratitude, holiday special, and holidays with our listeners. I know favorite is maybe hard because there might be different reasons we like right. different ones. I think but- this is just making me realize I need to go back and listen to them all again, ah, right? Like, okay. I'm just like, well, I know generally what we talked about, but I'm like, I can't really... And I always listen, of course, once sure. they're all edited. Yeah. But I remember really liking hyper independence. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it just hits home. Yeah. So much. And it's, I think, hyper independence has kind of been like an aha moment for me in the last mm-hmm. 10 years, thinking that's just me. That's just the way I am, which yeah. I think there's truth to that. But I think it just relates so much back to my loss. And so, that episode is just really reassuring of who I am and why I am mm. the way I am. Mm. Still. Yeah. Yeah. I have different categories. So yeah, go for it. My favorite one that I've like hosted and put together was actually the bonus interview with friends episode. Yeah. It was so much fun to hear everybody talk with their best friends and to like put it together and edit it and to do my interview with one of my best friends. So that was my favorite one to host and to put together. I think I'd have to agree with Shadia that I think a favorite for me might've been hyper independence, but I think it might be tied with actually family relationships. Mm. Um, both of those things have been huge in like my entire life, but also like my grief journey. And so being able to explore those things and be vulnerable with it and discover more things about where I am in my journey with those people or with hyper-independence, um, I think was like really like refreshing and like awakening for me. Mm. And then I have the hardest one. Okay. The hardest oh, one for me. To record? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. To record, which maybe I, if I, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to answer it. Um, was the dad's episode. The dad's episode Ooh. was the hardest one yeah. to record for me. I would agree. I would agree. Christine. I was just going to say that the dad's episode, I think is my fave episode. And I think part of that is because I love hearing people's stories and I didn't know those stories about from all of you in the way I had already known about your moms. Um, of course, I, I continue to learn about all of you, right? But I think hearing about dads was really powerful for me. And I also think because personally, that's where I still am most stuck in complicated grief. So I'm drawn, mm-hmm. right? I'm drawn to that topic. Mm-hmm. 
But I think learning about your dads was really fascinating um, to hear how they were in your life when you were younger and how they continue to be in your lives now. And yeah, I don't know. Powerful to learn more about you guys in that way. I actually asked my sister who is staying with us right now. I told her we were doing a, a recap and I said, what was your favorite? And she immediately goes, well, I know which one was my hardest, which is the dad's episode. Like that's where she went to. And I go to that too. Interesting. I, went, I would say, yeah, it's like my, it's not my favorite because it didn't really bring me so much joy. It was so painful, but I think that's probably the episode that's like moved me out of my comfort zone and really I've grown since it because of it. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the hardest for me. It like, it's also the hardest for me, but in the sense that I think about it, it comes to mind the most when I'm reflecting on episodes, like it's the most present in terms of like, because like you're saying, Christine, it's, I didn't realize for you that was still like, you feel like you're so stuck in that because I actually got the impression from hearing your story in that episode that you were, you appeared in my mind to be so much further along in like this healing and kind of like closure process. And like, it inspired me in a lot of ways to feel, I guess, like optimistic for the future of like what it can be like, but here you're saying like, it's still really hard. I think I have processed it a lot and moved through it, but I think that relationship continues to, yeah. I mean, I think that relationship that there are so many patterns that I think I've repeated in my now former marriage and, you know, it, that, that are present because of how we were together, you know, mm-hmm. very dysfunctional and hard. Yeah. I think the reason that that episode was so hard for me, I, I, I agree with all of what you guys are saying. I think the reason it was so hard for me was because just like you said, Christine, that is like the most present grief and trauma still like that. I'm still working through in real time in my life. And it's so present for me in my everyday life still that it's, yeah, that it was, that's why it was kind of the hardest for me. I was going to answer, I didn't say what my favorite was, but kind of a general theme I'm realizing is as I, I like the episodes more, I feel like as we go on in our season, because I really enjoyed. So I guess when we started recording, I feel like we all consulted a lot and we were like kind of all really aware of what we were going to be talking about. So it wasn't a huge surprise. And I feel like we, and I could be misremembering, but I felt like I didn't learn a ton about, um, like I already knew we, we related in a lot of the ways that we talked about in the early episodes. It wasn't until we got like further into the season when we would each kind of you know, prepare individually for our episode. And then it wouldn't be until the day we're recording, we might even find out what we're exactly going to be talking about. And then it just felt so much more like um, I had more of those aha moments during recording of feeling like I'm not alone in this experience with all of you. And that was, that was really amazing. And I feel like hyper-independence, I think I hosted that one because I I think I did. I don't know if you guys, no one else did, right? Yeah, I think I chose to because it felt like this like topic that I felt like this is me. And then as you, we were just talking about, like everybody resonates with that. And that feels so good Yeah, to not feel so alone in that. So I, my next 
question I want to, it's not really a question um, that I want to touch on is a memorable moment. And I don't know if this is possible for you all to take a moment to conjure, remember what that, that is for you. I, I thought of it because I have one. So I was like, hopefully all the rest of you do. So I think I'll start and maybe that will bring up some stuff for all of you. Does that sound okay? Yeah. And I don't even, I actually don't even remember which episode it was in, but it was when Aaron said, was talking about not having felt safe since her mom was here. And that was so mind blowing for me. And I mean, I got super emotional mm-hmm. in that, in that, during that recording. And um, it really has changed my life in some ways, like how I perceive how I am in this world, acknowledging that truth. And so, yeah, just mind blowing. So I'm really thankful for that, Aaron, because damn, it, it was, that was really powerful. So I was just going to say, I want to say that that was in one of the four-part series of early mother loss that I said that. I think it was. I don't know if it was mental health or family relationships. It was one of the two. But so also when I was, I was speaking to that, I I, I was saying some other things and we were talking about safe spaces and it led me, that was that during that recording in real time, that was the first time that I'd ever made that sentence before and spoken that out loud in real time. I knew it to be true. I knew it to be true as I was saying it, but it was that realizing moment after like so many episodes of being vulnerable and opening up and talking about this, talking about these relationships and mental health and where you're at. And I spoke that and I was like, I, I have not felt safe or like I could be in a safe space since my mom died. She provided that for me. I have not experienced that since. Yeah. Unless now I'm creating that for myself. Yes. And it was wild. I I remember that feeling of like, that's the first time I ever put that in a sentence together was right now recording during that podcast. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that was wild. Yeah. Words with feelings, (laughs) you know, we're Mm -hmm. connecting words to feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think too, I just want to add that um, when I felt so emotion, so much emotion around that, I think that there was a lot of healing there for me, like this, this deep sadness for that little girl that I was, ah, just like letting that go was so good and so healing. And in case our listeners are like, what? We cut it out. So Christine actually did cry a lot more than was recorded. <laughs> remember we stopped the recording and yeah, we just stop. like, oh, I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. You were, yeah, you let a lot out and it was, I couldn't it, function. <laughs> yep. So we, oh, we, we, we took a break and <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, but, but again, just speaks to kind of this, like a little bit behind the scenes of our podcast. We, we check in with each other during these yeah. things. We pause if we need to, we take yeah, breaths, true. we take breaks. Yeah. I feel like we're all very respectful and good about that when, when someone needs that. Yes. Yeah. You can hear it in just in Christine's notes. Like when you come, it's like, she's talking like kind of clearly, then she goes into crying and then like, she comes back on and it's like, 
she's totally <laughs> stuffed up. Oh, good to go. Good to go. Uh, I do that too. Yeah, completely. I think yeah, there's one with you like up. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can anyone else think of or share a memorable moment? I can't think of which episode again this is from, but it was the first time I had heard this term and now it is used so commonly in my life, like daily, which is duality. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that was early. That was Ooh, early on. Very early. Very early. Love and it. I love it. I mean, <laughs> I love that word. So every day I'm like, oh, duality. There it is again. <laughs> so I'm grateful for that because, you know, I'm, I am kind of like a... I can be such a black and white person and that's, and to now know what duality is and you can feel maybe two different ways about the same situation or whatever it is that it's just, again, reassuring for me. Yeah. We kept bringing it up like every couple, it, it would come up again, mm-hmm. episode after episode. It was probably me <laughs> being like, hey guys, that's yeah. duality. <laughs> hey guys, remember duality? <laughs> the, the qualm I have with it though is that it, I feel like it limits it to two. It sounds like just two. Mm. I was thinking that too. Maybe yeah. we should multiple. change it to mul- maybe we should change it to in- multiplicity. In- yes, multiplicity. 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 Multi- multiplicity of emotions, multiplicity of grieving processes. It's like the human experience. Mm-hmm. All right, Chad. The same ring, you guys. <laughs> you know, just 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 Chad's simple with duality. Simple easy concepts like the multiplicity of the human experience very easy simple concepts you guys uh, yeah you can start with two happy sad happy sad <laughs> and then we'll move. that's a big stretch for me so i'm just gonna go with what i'm doing right now it's working for me and i can go to that next level maybe in go. 22 maybe in 22 anyone else my favorite like the quote that comes to mind is during the gratitude episode i I hope I'm getting this right, but I'm pretty sure Aaron said, like, yeah, like I'm pretty unfucking grateful or something like that. Like <laughs> I loved the combination of of fucking grateful in one. Like word. I'm not fucking grateful all the time. Like why yeah. should, like my mom died. Like my mom said, like, no, I'm not grateful all the time. Yeah. I was yeah. very I have a I got a love-hate relationship with gratitude and the force gratitude. So Aaron, since everyone is um, has Chosen. a moment that relates back to you. What is your most memorable moment <laughs> that relates back to yourself? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly like, don't think that I could like pick one moment. Um, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll remember quotes from some of them. Um, but I, I, I just kept thinking back to the, like, talking about, you know, some of us crying during episodes and becoming more vulnerable as we've recorded and just being more open and stuff. And the moment that that happened for me was the dad's episode. That's the only episode that I've cried in. And I very much remember crying in that episode because again, as I said before, like, you know, it's, it's real and present in my life, this grief and this, these secondary losses and everything figuring it out in real time. And so it was the hardest episode, but I remember that's the episode that I've cried in. And that was like this 
opening for me. I think Shadia, you mentioned this before. It was like this moment in the podcast recording where it just kind of opened this door for you to like, and that's what it was for me too. It was like this great release. And I just remember like, okay, that wasn't so scary. Like Mm -hmm. I got, you know, like I was able to talk about it and be vulnerable and be open. Um, We all were, we were all very vulnerable during, during that. And I think that that's important to acknowledge because for all of us, well, three of us still have fathers that are alive and in our lives in some way. And so, Mm -hmm. but it's very present for all of us still. And I think it's, I just remember thinking after recording that, like we got off the Zoom call and like, I just spent like all day thinking about it. I was like, oh my God, wow. It was exhausting. We were all so vulnerable. It's also present. Good for us. I just remember being proud of us for doing that episode. I feel like I'm waiting for my moment now for the door to open when I can just like let the floodgates go. I do feel like guarded or something. Mm. Like I'm so focused on like the show business aspects. Like I I just want to perform. I wonder, Sarah, do you think that that's like your therapist coming out of like Mm. not showing too much emotion? Because when you're in sessions with clients, you have to keep it very neutral. I wonder if that's something I was just thinking about that. I know because it's confusing when I'm in this role sometimes because I feel like I'm wearing that hat a little bit. And it was in the my first episode that Shadia interviewed me where she's like, what do you think you're going to bring to the podcast or something about like me being a therapist? And I was like, even early on, I knew that it would be really hard to separate that. Like, I feel proud to bring that part of my identity, but it's really hard to separate that from just being authentically me, especially knowing that I have clients out there who could listen to this if they want to. Mm. And that's a huge, I mean, I brought that up in like consult groups with supervisors, like that's a big ethical, like dilemma situation. Mm. A lot of therapists would never put themselves out there publicly Mm. in this way. So it does feel like, yeah, I guess I do feel a need to be more reserved maybe in that sense, but also because I'm scared of specifically like speaking back to the dad's thing. Like I haven't told my dad so much of the stuff that I shared and I don't think I'll ever tell him and he's still alive. And there's like a lot of feelings wrapped up in that. Same girl. Same. Yeah. That makes sense. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see how it plays out here. Right. Season two. Yeah. I'm going to set a goal of making you cry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. Please. Just, I, I guess you. we need a safer space or something. I don't know. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. I'm going to put it back on you guys. No. So obviously we have shared so much together in this last season with pieces of you. And I'm wondering if you could share with me now Um, One thing you hope for us as we move forward in our second season. I'm hoping that you're able to reach a broader audience of grievers. Um, I think naturally within the first season, it made sense to talk a lot about early loss and our stories and be relatable to that. I think we've just really barely hit on so many, you know, different types of death that our moms have gone through. Um, And so I'm just, I'm really looking forward, yeah, just to 
I guess, kind of broadening our content out. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the different topics. I mean, because we, we've already been brainstorming and stuff, and I think we have great ideas. But I think, yeah, I'm really hoping for some really like intricate and exciting topics that we're going to cover and to just keep expanding on them like broaden our horizons, but also like get really like specific about like the emotions that we're talking about, the types of grief that we're talking about, um, type of the types of death experiences that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm really hopeful for just our topics and our episodes to just broaden our horizons. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. And guess. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Sorry, Sarah. Continue oh. on. Continue on. Okay. Because okay. I was getting ready. Okay. I'm so excited and hopeful, as it sounds like you all are too, for expanding. So, like Aaron's saying, broadening, but going deep into specific topics with the help of hopefully some awesome, awesome guests. I think that's going to be amazing. And mm-hmm. I hope that I cry. <laughs> we do too. We do too. <laughs> so I f- am feeling really a uh, shallow here, but um, I'm hoping for sponsors. And that we, we structure this maybe differently as a business and yeah. And we, we grow this thing. So we have a good zillion followers and mm-hmm. um I you know I really feel like we've gotten such amazing feedback so far and I want to tell our listeners we know that you're not just motherless daughters and that you're people mm-hmm. that are or have grieved other losses um or you are here because you're supporting grievers in your lives and we just want to continue to expand the reach to all of the people I am a firm believer that this is not just a podcast for motherless daughters. It's just not, it's just not. And I've had so many people tell me I'm not a motherless daughter and I listen and I love it and it speaks to me. And we all have, right? We all have had people tell us that. Like the grieving curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also everyone, all of you, you're all going to grieve at some point. Yeah. (laughs) Death so, so maniacally, grief. you're all going to agree at some point. <laughs> so hop on board. Come on. <laughs> well, death, loss, and grief know no bounds. You know, they touch yeah. everybody yeah. in multiple ways through multiple experiences in all of our lives. So right. yeah, that and taxes. So <laughs> you want to add that in there? <laughs> Sarah's shaking her head. So. <laughs> oh my god! You know, gosh. you can depend on two things: death and taxes. There you go. Like a dad joke. I oh don't my know. God, that that so what? Yes. She's forty now. So she's, uh, she's uh, you just you just aged yourself to everybody, Shadi. Oh my god! That is exactly something my father-in-law was. That's awesome. Uh, oh, that's a edit that. No, oh, keep it in. No, keep way. It in. no way. No way. That is perfect. That's perfect. Maybe some sponsors out there too. And yes. maybe someday merch. Oh. That was that was gonna be my like shallow answer though, was I'm excited for some possible, like I'm hoping for some possible uh merch to we happen to in season two. It. Yeah. Create <laughs> it like, and figure out how to um 
distribute, you know? All right, y'all, we're going to end here by wrapping up with how it's going. And I'm going to circle back to our moms from the beginning of our episode and how we listened to how we introduced our moms. And I want to ask how you think that this podcast has changed your relationship with your grief and possibly how it's changed your relationship with your mom since we've begun. Wow. You're welcome. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good deep question. That was like when I asked, that was a memorable moment actually now that's coming back when I was like, when was the first time you remember experiencing gratitude? And Christine, you were just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they made me be thankful. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, etiquette, and we're all like, whoa. <laughs> okay, stop trying oh, to avoid the question. Sorry. Well, I'm going to say the podcast has really changed things for me. And I, mm -hmm. I posted this on social media. I feel like this is, I mean, you guys, I, ha I started a nonprofit that serves grieving women and girls, right? And this work feels more profoundly life-changing to me in the conversations that we have. I don't know. It, it, I've had so many mind-blowing moments where I'm like, holy shit, I never thought of it that way. And, mm -hmm. and all of it brings me to, a, I think, a place of, of further healing and connection and connection with all of you. And yeah, that's, that's how I'm answering that. I also want to answer the question, my own question about my relationship with my mom. I, I think that, um, honestly, sometimes because of the work with She Climbs Mountains and Girls Rise Up and also doing this, I often feel more disconnected from her. It's like, I'm always listening to other people's stories or helping them process or, I, then I, and then I become more disconnected from my own because it's just too much, you know? Yeah. And I also think that this has allowed me to, um, well, you know, I have gratitude, right? But it just, I feel so grateful for her. I feel so grateful for her. I, what comes to mind first, because when, you know, I think the beauty of not knowing these questions ahead of time is like, you can just go with what jumps yeah. into your head. And then like hours, I'm going to be processing this for like probably years. But right now it feels like I'm so much more comfortable in my grief, I think. I, it's actually confusing because kind of like you're saying, Christine, like it's hard to know whether I'm observing it kind of from a distance sometimes because, you know, we have this podcast now. So it's like, there's this structure to it and where there's, it's like, I haven't cried, you know, I haven't cried on the podcast. So I don't, in a way, I feel like I'm forming a new relationship with my grief in which I can look at it and I have a different perspective of it. I don't feel as consumed by it, as burdened by it. I feel like I understand it more. Maybe I, I'm more I'm intellectualizing it more than I have in the past. I've felt it a lot and now I'm putting words to it and I feel a lot less alone. And in terms of my mom, I feel like she has become, I'm looking at her more. I, I'm not as sad when I think about her. Mm. I'm more, 
I, I think of her as a more complex person and I don't see my relationship with her as re- revolving just around the loss of her like it has for so long. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, that's another I example. Like I've that. never put those words together, but, and I was kind of in a blackout. So I'll have to <laughs> listen back. <laughs> what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Are you back? Are you back? I think, I'm, I think I'm back. I think I'm back. Someone else go. <laughs> I think for me doing this podcast and as we've talked about getting more vulnerable every time, expanding these topics and really getting into depth about what it means for us and our grief journeys is it's helped me not be afraid of my grief. And I specifically use that word afraid, not because like I haven't been working through it, but it's, yeah, it's just helped me not to be afraid of it, to be afraid of being vulnerable or to like, I'm like able to like move through things and push through things and have these realizations and to sit in it, to really sit in like whatever comes up, like the gratitude, the anger, the boundary setting, like whatever it is, um, I'm able to sit in it and I'm not afraid to. Again, not that I haven't been on this journey or making forward steps, um, but it's just really helped me expand my mindset on it and to not be afraid. I still don't know what it looks like in terms of my relationship with my mom. That one's really hard for me. I don't know if I can actually like answer that part of the question. Um, Just to be perfectly honest, um, you know, my relationship with my mom is she's dead and I'm grieving, but I don't know if I can be as eloquent as what, you know, Sarah said about a relationship with your mom or something like that. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't put that into words. That's something that I'm going to have to think on for a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Can you repeat the first question again? Yeah. How do you think the podcast has changed your relationship with your grief? I am like stumped by this. Like I'm feeling frozen in my head and I don't know why there's very few questions. I feel like I'm usually one of the first to jump in to answer a question. It takes me like, it takes me control to like not answer things. And there's something about this question that is holding me back maybe because maybe I'm scared that I actually haven't gotten that far in my grief or that I don't know how to put into words what the podcast has done for my grief. I guess something I, I think about a lot is that, you know, I we put these words out into the world and so now everybody can hear it and everybody then thinks that we can talk about it. And that is a good, and that's a really hard thing for me still with my grief. Like, yeah, I can talk to you, but like, it's still, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it should be a free for all just because I put it into this microphone. You know, it's like, this is a private conversation and yes, it's in the world, but it doesn't mean that I want to talk about all the time or that I'm comfortable talking about all the time Mm. or at all. Sometimes Mm. that's, that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, If anything in my grief, it's actually, I feel like helped my husband and I talk about things. I feel like that's, probably the biggest thing with this is like he can listen and then we can talk about things Mm. whereas it's been really hard for me to do that with him just being you know the closest person to me I don't know I've said that before but I it makes me think about you just having that awareness of yourself like this greater awareness of yourself and and what this 
what this podcast means to you. It, you know, and your boundaries, yeah, what you're comfortable yes. with. Like yeah. you're saying, you're you're choosing to be vulnerable in this space. Like show up for this, you know, ninety minutes, and just because it's being put out into the world doesn't mean. Like people can, I'm curious, like, have people been asking you? Cause I almost like wish the, I feel like no one's talking to me about it. I'm like, do you guys know I started a podcast, but I also am really <laughs> nervous to like yeah. get into the subject matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people bring it up. I also wow. like a huge person probably brings it up myself and I'm cool with that. Like talking about it generally, but getting into specifics mm-hmm. about it is challenging. And then the relationship with my mom, I feel like that's an interesting question in itself because a relationship for me is a really, is a, is a two-way street. And right now I'm the one-way street, right? Like there, there's, there's, there's nothing coming back at me right now for her liter- in literal terms, right, right? right? But I feel like I feel so much more relatable to her now and I have a greater understanding of who she was, I think. And maybe that's just age as well, turning 40. I don't know what it was, but I just feel like I have a greater understanding of her and actually my parents' relationship just by talking through. It's kind of scary, I'm realizing, to have a brand new thought, like to speak, maybe not a new thought, but to speak something for the first time on this in this medium Mm -hmm. because it's like I said earlier, it's like, you can't really take it back. It's out there. And I have this fear that I'm going to listen back on this when I'm older and have some sort of like regret in how I shared my story, which even, you know, when I say that out loud, I can immediately catch myself being like, well, that was how you felt at the time. Yeah. It's authentic. It's just going to be interesting to see how it changes. Like this is an archive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also excited that we're doing this because let's be honest, Shetty is always thinking she's going to die. So I'm like, I have like the best (laughs) audio diary ever for my girls. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that because if you guys thought that, like that's, this is an amazing gift that I never had for my mom. So if it does happen, I feel like they have it's your it. legacy. It's our legacy. Thank you all so much for sharing. I am glad that those questions were a little more challenging and made you think. And I'd love for all of us to continue to process those and maybe we'll circle back. Thank you for listening this week, everyone. And thank you to my incredible co-hosts for being present and sharing and laughing with me today. Please know that we are so thankful that you followed along this first season. You listening and providing feedback is so amazing and motivating for us. We're also thinking of you this holiday season. As I have been reflecting on this year, this podcast This season, it feels especially appropriate to acknowledge the many pieces of ourselves. For me, I'm often showing up as the grieving daughter, the excited mom, the grateful friend, and on and on. Be easy on yourselves, friends, as you navigate this season and the beginning of the new year. We are holding space for you and sending you so much love. Please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. We're taking a tiny break here, but we'll be back in 2022 on Tuesday, March 1st, with our first episode of season two, 
featuring my friend and the amazing author, speaker, coach, facilitator, Hope Edelman. (laughs) We'll be diving into two of her books, Motherless Daughters and The Aftergrief. If you haven't yet read them, grab them and get ready to join us as we dive in with Hope and discuss her loss, her grief, and her healing. Remember, you can listen wherever you stream your podcasts. You can also find us at piecesofyoupodcast.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Pieces of You Podcast. If you love our pod, which we know you do, please rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We would so appreciate it. Take care of yourselves and remember, if we work together, we can make the broken better. When you feel like you need glue to put back pieces of you, then we will work together to make the broken better. When the wounds are fresh and new and you don't think that they'll heal soon, you gotta stay open. If you share your story, it will get better. Though it doesn't feel like ever and you'll get stronger, it's a journey we'll get together so let us lift you up let us keep you grounded do you feel